Welcome to Category 5 Technology TV. This is episode number 533. Nice to have you here. Tonight, we are going to be looking at a few devices that are going to help you keep those things charged that are going to be under the tree this year. So if you think about, you know, any new electronic gizmos that you need to charge them up or add batteries to, we're going to show you how you can do that with some really great devices tonight. Awesome. And here's what's coming up in the Category5.tv newsroom. Google has released an AI toolkit for the Raspberry Pi. Thanks to new regulations, cell phone unlocking is now free in Canada. A ridiculously dangerous bug in macOS was fixed quickly, but unfortunately comes right back after a software update. And Facebook Messenger is coming to preteens. Should parents be concerned? Stick around. The full details are coming up later in the show. This is Category 5 Technology TV. Trusted only to solid-state drives by Kingston Technology. Revive your computer with improved performance and reliability over traditional hard drives with Kingston SSDs. Category 5 TV streams live with Telestream Wirecast and Nimble Streamer. Tune in every week on Roku, Kodi, Plex, and other HLS video players. For local showtimes, visit Category5.tv. Category5.tv is a member of the Tech Podcast Network. If it's tech, it's here. Cat5.tv slash TPN and the International Association of Internet Broadcasters, cat5.tv slash IAIB. Welcome to the show. It's nice to have you here. Don't know what you're talking about, chat room. Take two, take three. What are you, what are you on about? <laughs> uh, we've got this cool new feature here. If you're watching live on Wednesday nights, make sure you get into our chat room, Category 5 on Freenode. Hey, everybody, and hello to our chat room. Uh, before we get really kind of kicked off tonight, just want to say that uh, we really hope that uh, all of our viewers in California are safe and, uh, and mm-hmm. doing well. Uh, we're thinking of all of you, um, and uh, we would love to hear from you. Make sure you let us know that you're safe. Yes. Um, want to say hi to all of our new viewers, uh, everyone who who is watching in Southern California on KVVB-TV. If you're watching on YouTube, on Roku, Kodi, Plex, any of the mediums that we are on, it's so nice to have you joining us. Mm -hmm. Thanks for being here. How was your week? My week? Yeah. You know, it's been good. We're gearing up for Christmas season. Yes. Uh, The kids are getting excited. We've got the tree up. Uh, My son's birthday is November 25th. That's Liam, the littlest. So he just turned seven. And so we always wait until, like, really the day after his birthday to set up the tree and everything. So that's like our family family thing. you know, end the same of November, with our early December. His is the 13th of November. So yeah, same, deal. same, we'll same kind of deal. Yeah, yeah, exactly. You don't want them to, the two party decors to clash. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> You're having a Christmas themed birthday party. There you go, kiddo. And ever. Christmas theme with Star Wars. Yes. It works great together. <laughs> Christmas tree pinata. <laughs> I'm picturing some, Mr. Bean could pull it off. Yes. Somehow he could. How was yeah. your week, Sasha? My week was awesome. Excellent. I, really like nothing to report kind of awesome yeah it's so like that, eh? this kind of i did all of my christmas shopping already i cool. did it all on amazon and so it all has been delivered you know wow and doesn't that a great feeling when it all arrives <sighs> you got it wrapped yeah, I Amazon just, wrapped-ified it no, for you? No, I wrapped oh, it you myself. Wrapped but it. It, like, as soon as it arrives, oh, okay. I take it out of the box, and then I wrap it and put it under the tree, so it's huh. all done. Nice. Good so, job. Good job. Yeah, kind of done now. Now I'm just waiting for Christmas so I can unwrap the ones That's that are cool. free. I can sit back and eat all the candy. That's right. Mm-hmm. Um, speaking of Amazon, just want to say, hey, thank you to everybody who's been doing Christmas shopping through our, our partner links. It's such a cool way to support Category 5 TV. All you have to do is go to our website, category5.tv, click on support us, and you'll see shop with our partners. And what's cool about that is it doesn't cost you anything extra. Um, you're going to shop online anyways. I mentioned Amazon as one example, um, but we're also partnered with other shops like Think Geek is another great one, GearBest, uh, eBay. Uh, and a, a bunch, oh, a bunch of other ones as well. Um, but um, just so you folks are aware, it is like December has been 
unbelievable. So we, we feel so blessed here. We are a group of volunteers and we do have to pay rent and internet service and um, replace defective hardware and upgrade hardware where needed. All these kinds of things are all expenses that we have to deal with even though we actually are volunteers here. Mm-hmm. So as you shop through those links, a portion of each sale goes to uh, doing those things. Paying the rent is, is our biggest monthly expense. Mm-hmm. And uh, and December has has pretty much um, covered our January rent, so we're we're wow. ahead of the game. Thank you. So just want to say thank you very very much for those of you who are doing that. Such a cool way to support the shows that you love here at Category Five, and uh, we appreciate that. Mm-hmm. Um, we are uh, giving away a copy of Dead Effect Two VR. Yes, actually multiple copies. Yes, yes. and I will win them all. <laughs> He's got claims on it. Um, um, have you entered to win? No, they won't let me because I have something to do with the show. I don't know. Oh, I change the rules. Yeah. I don't know how. Well, you do enter to win by emailing contest at category5.tv. Let us know how you're watching the show. You can put some questions, comments, thoughts, anything in the email, or just let us know you're watching from. That will get you entered in. Your name will get drawn. We have a winner this week. Ooh, what? Yes. This week's winner is Jeff. Oh. <laughs> No. no way to go. Oh. Oh. This week's winner is Brian, who is watching on a Roku on Roku 2 from Williams Lake, BC, Canada. Nice. Awesome. Hey, congrats, Brian. Yeah. Um, now, Dead Effect 2 VR is a Steam game, so we'll email you a promo code that allows you to download that absolutely free. It is a crazy shooter in space. Yes. Yeah, you've seen our it's review on the show. Game. It's crazy. So I hope you enjoy. Have some fun. Keep it away from the kids. Give them, <laughs> give them bad dreams. <laughs> yes, that is true. <laughs> yeah, but have fun with that. Uh, and again, as Sasha mentioned, send an email to contest at category5.tv if you'd like to participate in that draw. Another way you can support the show is on Patreon. We've got a couple of new uh, patrons this week and really exciting um, kind of evolution of our Patreon profile is, does anybody know? Is it the vlog? Yes. Yeah, I got one right. He got it. Um, so Patreon, our Patreon profile at Category 5, uh, it's Category 5 on Patreon. So if you do like patreon.com slash Category 5, um, you'll see us. But if you are a patron, you've got access to our behind-the-scenes vlog. So there have been two episodes so far. We're kind of showing you behind the scenes how the show is put together, not just this show, but all of our broadcasts. Uh, and we're going to take you on a tour, take you on all kinds of neat things. You're going to get to see our, our, our actual web server. You're going to get mm-hmm. to see um, things like um, our places of employ and how, how our day-to-day is. Uh, so all these kinds of things are just going to be kind of going on. It's a vlog, so it's a lot of fun for us because it's a chance for us to just like pull out our smartphones and film something that you can enjoy as a bit of a behind-the-scenes um, look into our, our real lives. Uh, so that's pretty cool. So that's something that we've brought out for patro- patrons this week. Um, just as a little bit of a uh, uh, thanks so that you can see some cool stuff behind the scenes. Uh, again, it's patreon.com slash category five. If you'd like to support us in that way, if you're not familiar with Patreon, uh, you go check it out and it'll show you how it works, but it's pretty, pretty cool. So we've got to take a really quick break, and when we come back, uh, we're going to actually be showing you a couple of gizmos that are going to help you keep your devices charged, because we know that you've got some devices that are going to be under the tree this year, and uh, we all got to think about those batteries. So stick around. We're going to show you some really cool gizmos that you want to add to the stockings. We'll be right back. Whether you shop on ThinkGeek, GearBest, B&H Photo Video, eBay, or Amazon, or even if you want a free trial of Audible, you'll find the best deals and support the shows we produce by simply visiting the shopping sites you already frequent by using the links on our website. Visit Category5.tv slash partners for the full and ever-growing list and help us create more free content like this show. Thank you for shopping with our partners, and thank you for watching. Welcome back. This is Category 5 Technology TV. Now, 
tis the season. We've mm-hmm. all got some cool stuff going under the tree. Um, we got to start thinking about how we're going to keep our devices charged, how all of those gadgets and gizmos are going to have battery power uh, tonight. Juice. Yeah, tonight we're going to show you three different devices that are going to help you achieve that. These are great things to throw into people's stockings uh, and great things just to have around the house as well. Uh, so let's get a look at what we have here for you tonight. So first up, now we all have devices that use AA and AAA batteries. I've yes. got some AA's here. But those aren't regular double A's. No, there is something really unique about these ones, Jeff. They have monster eyelashes. They do. Adorable. They're well. They're fun for the kids, right? Right. They've got to be fun for the kids. We we like nickel metal hydride batteries because one, they carry a good solid amount of yes. juice, uh, but two, they are able to be recharged over and over and over mm-hmm. again. And you know, with the caveat that we do want you to, when it comes time to get rid of them. Don't throw them in the trash because that would be bad for the environment. How these can be good for the environment is you use them, charge them, use them over and over again, and then e-waste them. Recycle them. Your city may have like an e-waste program that will help with that because nickel metal hydrides can be bad for the environment if they end up in the landfill. They do have some chemicals in them that are not good for for the earth. Um, So that said, these particular batteries can be charged up to 500 times. So you consider, you know, for about uh, maybe a dollar more than what you're paying for your standard um, AA batteries. You know, it's really not a lot of money to spend. Um, you're getting rechargeable batteries. So, hey, that's cool. We've all got rechargeable batteries. We've all got our nickel metal hydride charger. So what makes these ones special, Jeff? Well, I'm noticing on the package that it shows a micro USB. It does have a micro USB picture on the package you are right oh and i'm just noticing that the package is green so it's translucent on our chroma key set (laughs) oh look at that (laughs) special batteries i'll try to but but no so these are usb charged charging batteries you're right let's get a look okay folks let's see if i can get in there oh they always do this to me what do we see usb cable so with these ones, what's neat, now these are standard nickel metal hydride AA batteries. These ones are 1,000 milliamp hours, and the AAAs are 450 milliamp hours. These batteries, as you can see there, there is in fact a USB micro port. Now, they can be charged in a standard uh, charger. So if you have a nickel metal hydride charger already, great. You can plug these into that and it will charge them Mm -hmm. just as a normal rechargeable battery. But sometimes, you know, if you're traveling or whatever, you probably don't always think to bring your charger. It might be a little bit clunky or maybe it's just not convenient or it just makes sense to have something a little more convenient. So these batteries, once they're used up and they come fully charged, um, they come with a USB micro uh, cable and this cable, as you can see, has two micro uh, ends on it Uh and you can, in fact, if you'd like, you can buy a separate cable uh, from the same company. Um, Oh, so you charge all four. And this one has four on it, which is kind of cool too because like I can use this for my phone as well. It's not, it's USB micro, it's universal, right? right? So all I have to do to charge these with no battery charger handy is I actually can just plug the batteries directly into the cable and then plug this into any USB device, like a computer or a wall wart, my phone charger, whatever it is, and then that will charge the batteries for me. See, that is amazing. Now, I mean, these are double A's, yeah. but you can also get it in triple A's. That's right. What about C's and D's? These, this particular uh, brand model are only available in A and, uh, and double, uh, okay. pardon me, double A and triple A. Okay. I haven't yet seen the technology in the larger batteries. I would guess, Jeff, that that's because as soon as you get into D, you're looking at like how many milliamp hours would you have to have? I have no clue. A lot, right? You consider that a AA has about twice as many milliamps as a AAA. All I know is that... And they're not twice as big. All I know is that my kid's Christmas set train that goes around the tree Uh requires eight Ds. (gasps) Well, And it's expensive to buy new ones because that sucker runs out of juice after about eight hours. So the... No, really? Yes. Whoa. Yeah. (laughs) So you can get standard D um, nickel metal hydride batteries. Sure. Yeah. But these are different because they have the charging mechanism built into them, Jeff. Right. Um, you have to imagine a D. I'm not, I'm not even sure if, it's, if, the, if it would be possible. 
Okay. Fair just enough. because you lose, you know, there, there's the charging mechanism taking up about, uh, you know, a couple centimeters or half an inch. And then this is the actual battery cell itself. Right. From here to here. So with a D cell, you're looking at a lot more milliamp hours. I think you, you'd, you know, as a manufacturer, I'm just guessing. Right. I'm not so, a battery manufacturer. So I, I might have missed it, but how, roughly how many times can you charge these? 500. 500 times. 500 per battery. Yeah. And that's, and so at the 500 mark, is there any indicator that it's just not... Well, with any rechargeable battery, nickel metal hydrides are, are an, you know, perfect example. Uh, but nickel metal hydrides are, are basically, when I say that, they're better rechargeable batteries. So we used to use nickel cadmium, yes. uh, which would not hold a very good charge. They didn't have a lot of milliamp hours. Mm-hmm. And when they depleted, they would just die. Uh, nickel metal hydride operate more like an alkaline battery in that when they deplete, so when they start to run out of juice, they, they have a little bit of a, like a, a curve to their right. depletion. So they start to lose power. So in a flashlight, as a perfect example, your flashlight would go dimmer and yes. dimmer and okay. dimmer. So you start to see, oh, my flashlight is running low. I need to plug those in. Right. Whereas with a nickel cadmium, um, your light just will stop turning on. See, what I love about these is because they are just like your double A, you can use them in any of that. I mean, oh, yeah. we've got our Wii remotes. Wii remotes are a perfect example. My yeah, kids all batteries the time. in those things. Oh, it's crazy. And they're always asking me for more. Now I can just say, you know, plug in your batteries. And the other thing I found with, with um, <laughs> we also have the, the balance board for the Wii, but we don't use it all the time. Oh, yeah. And what I hate is when the batteries explode. They explode. Happens all the time where you get that acid leak right because you know you might go a couple of months where you're not using it mm. and sometimes the kids don't think to pull the batteries so right are these going to have the acid leak any battery if left in a device that is so these could still have that oh any battery okay. will jeff yeah all right um anytime you're going to store something you're going to see this in the manual of any electronic device anytime you're going to store something and not use it for an extended amount of time like a month or more you need to get those batteries out yes. of there yeah. um if if you're if you don't want to take them out and and store them separately. Um, you can just slip a piece of cardboard in between the contacts, just to stop okay. just to stop them from being able. Because otherwise, you've got a constant flow of electricity. Mm-hmm. Electricity is always moving. Yes. So as as soon as you've got a circuit, which is in the the wee pe- pedestal thing, um, it's going to start. It's going to continually draw a little bit of juice, but not enough to power the thing. So right. then it's they're going to explode eventually. So that yeah, would be the case with any battery. So my daughter we just learned a lot here tonight. I know, but just because they like they've got the monster mouth. Yeah. I, th- I thought they were eyelashes, but no, it's a monster mouth. It's a monster mouth. My, my daughter would love these. She there would you just go. I might just have to buy some. Uh, you know, throw them in her stocking. And by the way, if you want them, cat5.tv slash smart tools. And I'm gonna tell you tell you it's a little bit of a weird way that they spell their company name. Smart tools. <laughs> Smart twos. So three O's. Or think smart and then three O's. LS. There you go. Go to cat5.tv slash smart twos. <laughs> You'll be able to pick those up, uh, which are perfect for your stocking. We're going to be uh, right back. We're going to take a really quick break. When we come back, we've got a couple more devices that are going to ha- help you charge devices that use USB in order to charge. All right. So stick around. We'll be right back. It's unfolding in our lifetime. We are only seeing just the beginning of this project. And these children will change the world. Welcome back. This is Category 5 Technology TV, and tonight we're learning of some devices that are going to help us charge our devices Mm -hmm. that we've got under the tree. Because, hey, here's the thing, Jeff. uh, Have you, just to put this out there, and maybe Sasha, you can answer this too. Right. Has anyone here bought any electronic gadgets or gizmos as Christmas gifts for someone else this year? Yes. That that need to be charged? I have to remember what I bought. Hmm, yes. Let me check my Amazon order receipts. <laughs> I think I everything that I purchased was non-electric. What? You know what? Uh, 
I I have definitely bought pocket. something that now I'm thinking okay. I don't know if it requires batteries. Like That's something you need to figure out. It's wrapped and under the tree now, so I have <laughs> to go not, back Sasha, into my Amazon orders and books look Books don't need batteries. <laughs> but Kindle <It's> do. <laughs> um, so, yeah. That's not the answer that I was expecting from my team. Well, well see, no. Here's the but thing. from you, here's the <laughs> thing. We were looking for specific items for Christmas. That's yeah, yeah, yeah. what we purchased, and they were all just they just happened. The conglomerate that we bought at that time for the Cyber Monday was just non-electronic oh, okay. stuff. There's well, still shopping to be done. I've got lots of electronic gizmos for my kids. Of course you do. And I have this philosophy that you know anything that has wires. I, I need to be careful about buying that for my wife because that's just like a, it's like a little thing to remember. Yeah. But here's the thing. So I have a smartphone. Mm-hmm. I have a tablet. Mm-hmm. Becca has a smartphone. Mm-hmm. The kids have uh, like a, a shared smartphone that they use for games and creating stick right. bot animations and things like that. And we are now at that point where, Okay, we've got wall warts all over the place. <laughs> all over the place. Even to the point where it gets frustrating because some of our electrical outlets are switched. So someone will come into the room and turn off the light switch and my daughter's, oh. my daughter's phone will stop charging. Right. right? Like that's where we're at. So wouldn't it be nice if as you think about, you know, these gifts that you've got under the tree this year and maybe you're just already at that point where you've all got all different devices and you need to be able to charge them uh, where it would be really nice to have one docking station that would charge everything. <laughs> oh, that oh. would be so amazing. I would actually have plugs again. What if I told you, Jeff? Because this is, you know, I have to sound like an infomercial because that's what YouTube tells me I am. <laughs> <laughs> what if I told you, Jeff, that we've got one that slices and dices? Uh, no, Jabiz. I would say, show me. Yeah, I know, right? Uh, Jabiz has brought out the Q7, and this one, there's, the, there's the, the infomercial voice. The Q7, as we open the box. No, the Q7 is pretty outstanding, Jeff. It's got Qualcomm Quick Charge 2.0. Okay, how many? Is that six ports? That's six ports. Can, can I turn this into an unboxing? I'm going to actually open this up for okay. you folks. Ooh. Okay, first thing that I notice is this squiggly thing, which is in fact... Is that the technical term? Yeah, the squiggly thing. Now, keep in mind, folks, because I've seen some of the Amazon reviews, that this is not the main selling point of the device. But it is a pretty cool little stand that you can stand up a couple of phones and maybe a tablet just to keep them. Oh, okay. It's just right. a little bit more organized than having right. them all laying out on the table. Right. Okay. Now, a couple of Amazon reviews are saying, oh, well, the stand is a little bit flimsy. Not the selling point. It's a stand, though. This is the stand. Okay. Plus. Comes with it. It's a bonus. It's worth 50 cents. And it is what it is. Let's look at the actual device. What do you think? Ready for this? I'm ready. Okay, I'm going to set this cheap little flimsy stand over here, which actually is pretty good, but it is what it is. It's not the selling point. Here is the selling point, my friends. This is a Q7 from Jabiz. And this device has what? AC input. We're talking, this is not like a USB hub. This is not sharing many, many, you know, scanners into your computer. This is specifically plug it in and start charging your devices. Okay. Now, you already noticed, Jeff, that we've got six ports. Now, you'll notice the discoloration of the top one. This is a uh, a 10-watt port. All the rest of them are 40-watt ports. Now, the device itself, the Q7, will do up to 50 watts simultaneously. So what that means is if you plug in uh, several devices, it's going to share the wattage with many different devices. So keep in mind, 10 watts, this top port, is about what you get with like an iPad charger. Yeah, yeah, okay. Two amps or so. Yeah. So all of these are actually four times the power as far as wattage goes. Um, And they have, what did I mention at the top here? Quick charge. What that means is that in about 15 minutes time, you're going to be able to charge your phone. uh, If it's got that quick charge feature, you're going to be able to charge your phone and get about eight hours battery life. With just a 15-minute charge. 15 minutes, really? Yeah. Yeah. It's awesome. So... 
the other thing, so you think, okay, well, I've got, I've got a couple of old phones and I've got a couple of new things. I've got an iPad or a tablet or something. My iPad has quick charge. My phone does not. What happens if I plug them all in together? Now, it has some safety features. Maybe we can kind of just go over a couple of those, Jeff, because I've, I've listed them out. So safety features go. Okay. Oh, you're, you're not going to take it. Oh, sorry. I thought you said... <laughs> I'm like hinting, Jeff, come on. Help me out here, man. I even gave you a printout. <laughs> okay, so here's the... I, I was slightly distracted by the, the ticker feed on the newsroom. Or not the newsroom. Oh, down the, below. The, the you can actually... <laughs> this is the first night that we've ever been able to see you, chat room. Yeah. Obvious. I feel like this is a, like an infomercial or something where I'm intentionally... It is exactly it yeah. like an infomercial. Right, YouTube? <laughs> right. right? Okay, so what am I talking about? Uh, the pie killer. the q7 from javis all right which may actually power a raspberry pi 3 okay where where protects protects against overcharging thank you sasha (laughs) if you've got overcurrent overheating oh short circuiting and over voltage so it's got you covered actually it's got you covered and if you plug in multiple different devices that are drawing different amperage um, it will actually automatically adjust the ports as you plug them in right instantaneously and you charge everything all at once now i know that uh jabiz does quality products and so they've got all their certification fcc and all that correct this is 100% certified and guaranteed. So okay. we've got uh, ROHS, we've got CE, and we've got uh, FCC certification on this. And if Excellent. you're unhappy with it, they'll actually give you your money back. Feel that. It's actually kind of surprising. That is solid. Yeah. See, as you were holding it up there, yeah. I'm looking at it going, hmm. Right on my nightstand, and of yeah. course, anybody who cares about like waves when you sleep and how it affects you, they're going to be like, ah, Jeff! Electromagnetic but, stuff? Yeah, yeah. Okay. But I'm sitting there going, okay, there's my work phone, <clears throat> my personal phone, my tablet, my House of Marley headphones. Yeah, and, all in one fell swoop. And my, um, my watch. I'm thinking, there you go. Because I've got a power bar, plus all these cables. Oh, this wow. This would be so much nicer. Are you using a bunch of wall warts for that? Um, yeah. Wow. Yeah, just cables everywhere. Mm-hmm. It's brutal. So that's about- exactly the same setup I have. A power bar with all yeah. different chargers on them. And oh, then man. I plug This in. will be amazing. And Do you my guys phone, see how clean that is? Yeah, my phone so. is a quick charge. So, I mean, that speaks to me completely. There you go. So yeah. imagine, yeah, there you go. That feature is there. Um, I mean, it is what it is. It's a very simple product from a promotional standpoint, you know, what I can tell you about it. But it works. It's great. Uh, in the box... Beyond that, let's see, we've got, I'll now this you. is the American style uh, AC adapter. Uh, of course, you can get um, the, the UK uh, different adapter as well. And there you go. Oh, and the st- straps for holding so, all your cables together. It's even got some cable, um, like, like wraps or whatever yeah. to kind of keep everything nice and neat. So they've thought of it all. I mean, it's, it is what it is, and it's fantastic. No, this is just a six-port charger. It's yeah. not a battery. It's not a hub. It's not, okay. No, it's not a battery. Um, it does not do anything like that. It is strictly something that you would plug in, and it gives you power. Right. Yeah. Uh, but as I mentioned, you could power a Raspberry Pi or six of them with this. <laughs> Definitely five because we've got the five forty amp, uh, forty watt, forty amp, forty forty watt uh, ports there. Blow it up! I, I, it might be a fun experiment. Let's see how many Raspberry Pis uh, we can power with that. That would be kind of neat. See, and right in my head, I'm starting to think like multiplicity. I'm picturing a power bar with all these plugged in and just devices. <laughs> We're going to make a server farm, farm of Raspberry Pi 3s. Exactly. <laughs> all right. So speaking, now you mentioned while we were looking at the Q7, Jeff, you mentioned your watch. Yes. And you just got back from a trip in the States where you were out in the good old outdoors. Yes. How are you charging your watch? Uh, actually, I brought it with me, so I charge it every night in the room. But the oh, so you were you were not roughing it? <laughs> no, no. <what? laughs> I'm picturing like a tent. No, 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 no. no oh, no. you had a cabin with electricity. Uh, a hotel. Oh, a hotel. Yeah. It wasn't with a jacuzzi shaped like a heart. No, no, no. no, no. Uh-huh. But yeah. it's, I'm not. Yeah, no. It just okay. So moot point, but. As you're going camping, or maybe mm-hmm. you're in the plane, or wherever else where you may not have a place to charge your stuff. Okay, so I, but this was an issue because while I was in the forest, uh, sitting in my stand, I was yep. I had an audio book that was quietly playing in one of my earbuds on my phone. Oh, okay. So my phone like. Oh yes. Yeah. yeah. Pain okay. in the butt. 
So, uh, of course, now we've looked at Jabi's products in the past. We've looked at um, their earbuds. We had a set on uh, a couple sets on a, a couple weeks ago. Um, you saw those on our on our show. Mm-hmm. Um, and a couple of years ago, we had the uh, amplifiers. Yeah. Uh, amp sound and with those one of the things that we've mentioned on the show is how i love how jabez makes cases that automatically charge their earbuds when you put them in yes so jabez heard us talking about that and how much we love these cases and and the fact that they can be charged uh your your stuff can be charged as you're storing it in this safety pouch and so they said well let's do something a little different for those of you, like Robbie, who perhaps are not not necessarily in the market to buy new earbuds because maybe you've already got some. Right, okay. And let's introduce our case um, to those folks. So along comes Jabi's 4Charge. This is fantastic, folks. The simplest little thing, but everything that we love about Jabi's charging solutions. Classic Jabi's case. Love this case. Rock solid. There you go. (laughs) It's got a USB input on the case. Now, keep in mind that that means that you can charge the case. All right. So now you're going to be carrying this in your pocket or wherever in in your bag. Yeah, in your purse. What a great idea that is. And then you can actually charge any USB micro device. That's awesome. Or it features a USB port for other devices if maybe it's not USB micro. No way. Charge it as well. It's a thousand milliamp hours, and I can just take my my earbuds that I already own. So these are not Jabez earbuds, and plug those in. Okay. Just as you would with any charger cable, right. and then just tuck them into the case. Okay. Now I noticed that you also have your SJ Cam, so and it's charging. Okay, That's so perfect. you're charging your headphones. Yeah. Can you plug another cable in at the same time for your S? Like yes. Jeff, so good question. Dual charging. Yes, it does have dual charging. So here's my SJ Cam SJ5000X. This is my uh, action cam with 4K. So now I can take this, and now it's it even included an extra USB micro cable. Okay. And can plug that into my SJ Cam. Plug that into the extra charging port. And now I've got this portable battery pack that not only keeps my stuff safe... There, the SJ Cam just fired up, Boom. charging mode. So it keeps my stuff safe, like my earbuds or other small device. I was thinking, Jeff, about your uh, your smartwatch, yes. for example. Yeah, it would per- fit in perfectly. It would fit perfectly. So yeah, like, look at that. you could actually just put it in there and, and keep it charged. Now, the one caveat or the one disappointment, if you will, if I had one, is that had Jabez made this case just a little bit bigger... Right. I could have charged. Oh. I could have charged my SJ Cam and kept it closed. As now, it stands, it'll mm-hmm. fit in there, not charging. You're correct? right. No, absolutely, Sasha. Okay. So I could, in fact, put my SJ once it's charged. I could use it as uh, a case for that and close right. it up. That's fine. Okay. But there's just it's just shy of enough room to to charge my SJ Cam while it's. In the case. Uh, see, see, so that? if they had a cable that maybe was, had a flat end, yeah. that, along, that would be that could perfect. Work. Yeah, or if it was just a little bit bigger, um, that's uh, how it looks with an SJ Cam. And it would be the same with a GoPro or something like that. So for those right. of you who are thinking, hey, that would be great for a GoPro, you're right. Absolutely, this case, uh, Jabez 4 Charge, is perfect for that. However, um, you're not going to be able to charge it and close it at the same time. You're going to have to pop that up, plug it in. And just kind of leave it sitting like that to charge. Yeah, right. Where oh, seeing it, but it some of the zippers sp- up from from that side. There. I was gonna say if it, if the zipper went here, at the very least, it's not gonna yeah. happen. No, yeah. okay. I tried, I tried, but I love it. I love it for my earbuds, mm-hmm. and I do love that it will charge other devices, even if they're a little bit too big to fit in there, or even your phone or something right. like that. Mm-hmm. It's great. You can pick one of these up at cat5.tv slash four charge and that's the number four awesome. check those out so great little devices for um for your stockings for uh any of these smart devices that you're you're going to be um putting under the tree this year i think you definitely need to look at some new ways to charge your stuff otherwise you've got that power bar mm-hmm. with a bunch of wall warts and it's taken a lot of juice um that works a lot better so yeah pick these up now that way you've got them for the road trip to grandma's house for the holidays. Kids. Perfect. Yep, you're good. They also could count as like an extra present, right? 
I mean, Absolutely, when yeah. I, when I was a kid, Did my you have parents a limit would on actually. Presents? Well, no. When well, <laughs> who needs extra? No, but it'll look so great and be functional, right? So it's going to be a great thing to open under the tree. My parents used to give me something and then also wrap the batteries, right? But this is something where you can actually give this as a gift. You give that to Becca, right? Certainly it's more exciting than a pack of AA batteries that are just normal batteries. Exactly. And it's, I love it. Stylish and powerful. Ooh. (laughs) That's our, the new slogan. There you have it. Who, for us or for just any <laughs> device that we review, it's a stunning and powerful Raspberry Pi killer. Stunning and powerful mugs. <laughs> All right, Sasha, are you ready uh, if we head over to the news? Because I know we've got some great stories we want to cover tonight. Mm-hmm. And uh, make sure you stick around um, and uh, get into the chat room. It's Category 5 on Freenode. Nice to see you folks down there. Yeah. kind of cool. Very active chat tonight. Mm. I am ready. Here are the stories we're covering this week in the Category 5.TV newsroom. Google has released an AI toolkit for the Raspberry Pi. Thanks to new regulations, cell phone unlocking is now free in Canada. A ridiculously dangerous bug in macOS was fixed quickly, but unfortunately comes right back after a software update. And Facebook Messenger is coming to preteens. Should parents be concerned? These stories are coming right up. Don't go anywhere. Jeff Weston, Yaman. you're building a brand new beautiful website. What? Aren't you? No. Am I? Oh, you're a terrible actor. What? This is where acting comes into play. Oh, I didn't know we were acting. You're supposed to act. Okay, fair enough. Right. Yeah, I'm building a really cool website. Are you building a really cool website? Just because Jeff is confused doesn't mean you have to be. Visit cat5.tv slash dreamhost to sign up for unlimited web hosting for your website with unlimited email accounts, MySQL databases, the latest version of PHP, WordPress, and more, and even a free domain name registration. It's less than $6 per month, so sign up today. cat5.tv slash dreamhost. This is the Category5.tv newsroom, covering the week's top tech stories with a slight Linux bias. I'm Sasha Rickman, and here are the top stories we're following this week. Google has announced the AIY Vision Kit, opening up a new way for Raspberry Pi users to access its AI tools. The kit comprises a low-power Intel Movidius MA2450 circuit board and computer vision software that can be connected onto an existing Raspberry Pi computer and camera modules. This circuit board provides the ability to run neural networks on the device rather than having to add on an external source for for processing the data or using a cloud processing system. The software includes access to three neural network models, one to recognize objects, one to recognize faces and human facial expressions, and a third that can identify the difference between a human, a cat, and a dog. Google said its AIY vision kit could be used for a whole range of applications, including identifying plants and the individual species, monitoring where your dog is in your home, seeing when your car left the driveway, and recognizing emotion, for example, whether your guests like your home decor. This is the second product released in the AIY line by Google. Its AIY voice kit was released in May and enables Raspberry Pi developers to build a standalone voice recognition system using Google Assistant. Users can also add their own voice recognition and natural language processing to, pro- to projects. <laughs> so, meh, that's good. I like it. Sounds cool. Now, first of all, I'm, I'm kind of giggling over here because I, I hate to grammar police my own <laughs> newsroom. What, what I do... No, you didn't do anything. But we said uh, we said in the story that it will recognize humans, cats, and dogs. <laughs> and I thought immediately of it looking at a plant and thinking, "What on earth is that?" That's <laughs> <laughs> true. Yeah. Oh boy! <laughs> Could you imagine though being able to create your own artificial intelligence based on this? Right. So we've got Raspberry Pi. We've got all the you know technology available at our fingertips at an affordable price but see the one thing about this story that i'm I'm struggling with a little bit is the fact that it's about recognizing emotions right in humans is this not like a privacy violation like if somebody comes over to your house is like hey come on over for coffee and they come over and they're like oh i love your walls suddenly your raspberry pi 
programmed AI. Liar. (laughs) You know, it's now like listening to your conversation and creating a bit of a profile of what's like, is that a violating privacy? Toolkit, though. Yeah, I feel like not really. Isn't your phone always listening to you anyhow? Um. Yeah, I firmly believe it is. Could it? Now, just to put a like a medical, helpful, cool idea used for technology, could it help someone with Asperger's? If that was the case. Right. Okay. Right. I mean, just truth- putting that out there. Truthfully, it could help with a myriad of different health problems in the fact that now it's watching. If it can watch where your dog is in the house, it can watch where your elderly parent is in the house. If sure. they if they have, you know, Alzheimer's and they wander, you know. Right. So. But backing up again, remember, okay. this is a toolkit. So this is something that oh, we right. can develop our own technology based on the toolkit that's made available. So now I can create my own robot that can kind of, you know, interact with me and my kids. Could you create a lie detector? Maybe. Well, as well as could I look you in the eyes and determine that you're lying? They say they say what is it if if, if they look to the right or something like that yeah facial facial tells but that's yeah okay but here's what I'm th- suddenly I'm having this like brainwave I feel like there needs to be a little light bulb graphic above my head we should like do this as a project on a show and have the AI just listen to our shows every week yeah to start developing as an assistant for us. <gasps> what a great there idea you go. just okay. to see how it turns I out sense from Robbie's emotions that he would like another coffee. <laughs> Or the next news story. Right. Wow. Effective immediately. (laughs) Cell phone unlocking is now free in Canada. Prior to this, carriers such as Rogers, Telus, and Bell could charge you $50 to unlock your phone. That's no longer the case. On top of that, devices must also be sold unlocked as well. Hmm. So, why should you care? It's simple. If your device is unlocked, you can take it to any carrier and get service for it, which means if your current carrier isn't meeting your needs, is too expensive, or has horrible customer service, you can go elsewhere easier. On top of that, you can switch phones at will without being forced into a new plan. The change also means that when you go overseas, you can use a local SIM card at a much lower price rather than being charged, be charged by your cell phone carrier for expensive roaming services. All of this is great for the consumer, but likely bad news for cell phone providers as they will now have to up their game if they want to retain customers. Mm-hmm. Hmm. I love great. this. Oh, yeah. Right. Because for the longest time, my wife and I were subscribers to a certain cell phone provider, and their customer service suddenly became incredibly crappy. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we went to switch. Thankfully for my wife, she was at the end of her contract. She could just sign up for a new one. I had just signed a contract six months earlier, oh. so it cost me 50 bucks to get out, Right, and I was like, yeah! That's a whole other can of worms when you start looking at contracts, but what? You- here's the thing, Jeff. What got you into that contract? The new phone? It was the new phone. The new phone. But right. see, if it was unlocked, I wouldn't need a contract. Right. Because right. I could just find that phone yes. already unlocked. Mm-hmm. maybe online or something, mm-hmm. and then just go to my carrier and be like, hey, I would like to sign up. Like th- This potentially could result in a lot of people not doing contracts because mm-hmm. they already have an unlocked phone. I'll give you an example of how this benefits someone like myself. Okay. So I have my phone. Mm-hmm. Yes, you do. Which I unlocked. So I bought the unlock code for this phone mm-hmm. because at that time it was not free. It was commercial. Yep. And then I unlocked it myself. So I can do that or I could go to my service provider and have them do it and pay them to do it. Um, they do it so that you'll switch to them with a phone from a competitor. Right? Yes. Um, so in my case, I've unlocked this phone and I buy a pay-as-you-go service because mm-hmm. I don't use my cell phone like at all it's it's for emergencies and for like if the alarm goes off kind of thing right so that's that's just me so i use uh i use magic jack at home so i've got like i can call anywhere in the world for free kind of thing uh at least north america um so with this i've got like such cheap services six dollars and 25 cents a month and it gives me everything that i need because i only use wi-fi and phone service so i'm not cheap i'm just frugal right and um and then when I go to the cottage, so this happens, you know, I go to the cottage and we want internet service. Well, my $6.25 service does not have internet for right. me. So 
what I do is I take the SIM card out and I go down to the local ISP and I get a pay-as-you-go internet Right. Service. Okay, right. Because you couldn't do that if it was locked. That's right. Different <sighs> provider, right? So then they sell me that. It's $10 for the chip, for the SIM card. Right. I pop it in here. Now, if I had a dual SIM phone, I could just have it in at all times and just use it whenever I need it. Uh, but then pop it in and I've got LTE internet. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Dave and I have an unlock phone we bring to Jamaica. Mm-hmm. There you right? go. Yes. It makes sense. And do you buy a SIM card while you're there? Or do yes, you buy we like buy a, a SIM card in Jamaica. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I mean, many people do that. And now it'll just be easier. We had to pay to unlock the phone as well. But now, right. now they have to for free, which actually will up everybody's game, I think, for customer service. So, because yeah. now that'll be how you win customers. Wouldn't it's, it be neat if we lived in a world where you had to provide good customer service in order to get customers I will, and maintain I, them? I will say my cell phone company, which I, mm-hmm. I will not name, but controversially, like most people don't like them and I love them. They give me great oh, service. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't switch from them even if I had the freedom to, which I don't because I'm locked into a contract. I think with any any cell phone company, you're going to have those who love it and those who hate it because they're huge, right? Mm -hmm. They're like here in Canada, we've got like Rogers, Bell, TELUS, Plus all their Maybe you could say, Fi- yeah, Fido's like Rogers and, mm-hmm. yeah. you know, you've got all this kind of stuff going on. But realistically, there are only a couple of major providers. So and pretty much, I think Bell and Rogers own most of the towers. Mm-hmm. So right. even the yeah, subsidiaries absolutely. have to pay rental fees and stuff. I'm hoping that in the end, this somehow drops the price of cell phone plans because of the competition aspect, because they are unlocked. Because like... I just got a text today about my cell phone. My mm-hmm. wife and I, two hundred eighteen bucks for the month. I and that's no overages. Like, yeah. Uh, I wonder though. You'll have to buy your phone outright, right? You that's might, the way, but that's the way it's going to work. Now we were with a particular provider, and we were with them for a few years, mm-hmm. and we weren't generally happy with the service because at the cottage there was no signal and this kind of stuff. Right. But they did have a rewards program, so. With that rewards program, at the end of our contract, we said, okay, what are our options? Now we have all these reward points, we could buy a new phone with no new contract. So we bought a new LG phone using our points. I think we had to pay like a $25 service fee for the, like, just to... They have to charge something kind of thing. Like the hookup. Yeah. Uh, well, no, normal. I didn't even get the hookup. I just bought oh. the phone. And it would cost me 25 bucks for, the, for the, a $200 phone. So um, I used my points and I got it. And then I bought the unlock code. Right. I unlocked it. And I put it on pay as you go. That's perfect. So imagine if you could use those points at a provider who cannot lock that phone. And so you get it unlocked anyways. So now it's just, it gives the consumer an unbelievable amount of freedom that we can now now we as the users can choose you know what phone we use mm-hmm. where we use it i can buy a show me phone if i want to and i can use it on any of my providers and you know or i can buy the one that the provider's selling if they've got a promotion now this they've is got to be more competitive now this is a canadian story in that this is new to canada are yeah. we ahead of or behind the rest of the countries do most countries offer unlocking for um mm. free or discounted price good question yeah It'll be interesting to find out. Comment below. Well, the Let Foo, us know. Maybe the see Foo's just saying in the chat it. that the rules changed in Chile in October. Mm. What about uh, the U.S. and Australia. overseas? Yeah. yeah. Um, Australia has this issue with the, the cockatoos. <laughs> I know. I'm never going to forget that. Every <laughs> oh, time I see a bird, I'm like, ah. <laughs> That was a great story. Yeah. <laughs> Um, so let us know. Yeah, we'd be interested. Comment below, or if you're watching live, you can you can comment on the on the feed right there in the IRC channel. Yeah. Um, what about your country? Are you having to pay to unlock your phone? And what kind of freedom does an unlocked phone give to you? Mm-hmm. Now, a comment came in last week. Brittany Marie was asking about specifically a um, a root security bug in Mac. And we well, didn't... Jeff and I said we were going to talk about it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah we never did. And we never did. here it is. <laughs> we're making good, buddy. That's right. <laughs> the serious and surprising root security bug in Mac OS High Sierra is back for some users shortly after Apple declared it fixed. The root bug discovered last week allows anyone to log in or authenticate as a system administrator on systems running Mac OS High Sierra. In many circumstances, all they need to do is simply type the username root and leave the password field blank. The bug is so serious that it drew an uncharacteristically 
strong apology from Apple, which said its customer, customers deserve better. After Apple released a patch for the initial bug, some users quickly discovered that the security update caused file sharing functionality to break. Apple, in turn, released a new version of the security update that addressed that issue. Now, within just a few days, this initial wrinkle has been discovered. Users who had not installed macOS 10.13.1 and thus were running a prior version of the OS when they received the security update found that installing 10.13.1 resurfaced the bug. Oh. Yeah, and for these users, the security update can be installed again. In fact, it would be automatically installed at some point after updating to the new version of the operating system. However, the bug is not fixed in that case until the user reboots their computer. Many users do not reboot their computer for days or even weeks at a time, and Apple's support documentation did not at first inform users that they needed to reboot. So some people may have been left vulnerable without realizing it. The documentation has been updated with the reboot step now. What is this, Windows? I don't understand. I... I reboot my computer all the time. Like I turn my what computer operating off. system are you running? Well, all every single every what operating single, system are you running? I I run Windows, but it, and I run Didn't Linux just get her here, Linux? and I run. Does it work? Okay, but oh, the, gotcha. the truth of the matter is, I always turn my computer off at the end of the day. Am I the only one who does that? You're, I like you're who on Windows, doesn't? Sasha. I, well, I think uh, Linux users, Mac users alike, uh, we really are used to the fact that when we run updates, we do not have to generally reboot. Right. Yeah. But even if you don't in that moment, don't you at the end of your usage period? Like, I feel like doesn't it draw a lot of power just to have your computer just hanging out? No, because I've got like I've got a 24 core <laughs> dual uh, CPU Xeon on, under my desk, and I've got it set to uh, go into a suspended state mm-hmm. um, when it's not in use, and and when it's in that suspended state, it wakes on LAN and comes back with the movement of a mouse. So yeah, wouldn't I just, don't ever have to turn off. Why wouldn't you just turn it off? Because then I got to wait for it to boot. And did I mention it is a 24 <laughs> core dual CPU Xeon? The post alone takes. A little while. Yes. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. Hmm. Well, I I just don't understand. I guess maybe just because it's me and I turn it off all the time. But oh sure. Now is Apple responsible mm. because they? Yeah. Didn't... Let's let's get back on track because we're yeah. focusing on the wrong thing here. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> kind of digressing Apple... about yeah. rebooting our computers. So Have you tried Apple... turning it off and on again? <laughs> Apple did not tell people to reboot their computer after. So they acknowledged right. the fact that there was a problem. They did release a fix. They did not give people the last step. Are they now responsible for anybody who had possibly... Were been- they responsible originally for the very bug that made it so people could log into their computer by just t- typing root with no password? Like, again, <laughs> is this Microsoft Windows? No, it's not. You would expect better security from Mac. And I say that a little tongue-in-cheek, and people are saying, oh, why are you knocking Windows? With Windows, if you hit Control-Alt-Delete, type in Administrator, and hit Enter, you will now be logged in as the Administrator user. Right. So it's, it's ridiculous. See, yeah, I, but that's how you can hack a computer. I, <laughs> you know, I, I hear you ask the question, Sasha, like, is Apple response? Well, I guess to a certain degree, or maybe from a legal standpoint, the answer is yes. But I also feel like when it comes to computers, there should be a certain level of common sense like you should always be aware like it's a computer it's not like it's a book it's not like it's a you know Mm -hmm. a a can opener it's a computer there's a whole whack of personal information on there you should be thinking security minded from the Mm get-go and so things like that i feel like to really be told hey you've done an update you should probably restart your computer should for most people, I mean, unless, like Robbie said, you're on Linux, should just be common, common sense. sense. Yeah. Um, but Mac OS is a Unix-based OS as well. Unix derivative. Yeah, but so, see, with my wife's computer, every time we do an update, and because she has a Mac, yeah. it says, you know, it's re- this is a pop-up that says, and I don't know what operating system she's on. I, I think it's Snow Leopard or something. I don't know. But uh, I, don't, I don't touch the thing. But she always gets a Mac OS snow cone. <laughs> she always gets a, a pop up that says, you know, it's recommended to restart the computer, and, and she does. But right? When she, would she if she didn't get that pop up? Mm. Restart the computer. I, I 
for, I believe for my Again, wife, she would. Again, somehow but, we're back at rebooting. I know, I know. I don't <laughs> think it's the user's fault that Mac OS made it so that someone can sit down at their computer and log in as root without a password. Of course, this is not really going to affect home users, really. Right. But unless you've got SSH open, but if you are in a corporate environment, a bunch of Macs, or maybe you're just the graphic designer and you've been, you've, you sit in front of a Mac and all of a sudden, you know, you come into work on a Monday and it says, I did some updates over the weekend. Do you want to reboot? And you're like, no, no, I got to get to work. Right. Right. And then Joe Schmo in the back, finds out about this bug and comes up to your computer and logs in his root and well but see here's the here's the thing when sasha was reading the story uh initially mm-hmm. i thought this was the workaround with mac where you can go to the bios uh i think it's called bios and mac and mm-hmm. head to the uh to the terminal and there's you can bring up a file wipe out a line in the code and that wipes out the passwords on your user accounts sure because i've had to do that on my wife's mac she we something happened the password didn't work and she was locked out and i spent two hours going how do i get in this thing yeah finally i looked up it up on a forum and they're like oh no, just this do this is, and you can bypass the security nah. that's what i thought this, this was this is different. so much more serious because this is like this is not ch rooting into an os and and going through all those steps where you've really got to be uh, a pretty savvy user in order yeah. to do it this is strictly typing in r-o-o-t enter <laughs> enter yeah. and now not i have password. the ability to do anything on that computer yeah. So it's a little bit of a different case because we think about two different levels. There's a real hacker or a really good, savvy computer user and the script kitty who just wants to cause damage and found a way to be able to get root access to somebody's Mac. Right. Right. So if you have this version of the operating system as a default... You know, you buy your Mac, you get the He's going to say reboot. No, no. (laughs) Just be aware. Like, maybe put a sticky note on your... um, your package that came with your computer so that if you ever have to do a factory reboot, you know that there's a vulnerability on that specific version of the operating system. Don't get caught in the future. That's right. Or just go to Linux. Speaking of super savvy computer users, Facebook Messenger is coming to preteens. Strictly speaking, only those aged 13 and over are allowed to use Facebook. But the prevention methods are trivial, meaning more than 20 million under 13-year-olds are thought to be using the network. So on Monday, Facebook launched its first app tailored for young users. It's a ring-fenced network that needs parental approval before use and will not, the company has promised, be used to feed data for advertising. Messenger Kids is a simplified lockdown version of the messaging app that Facebook currently offers to those over 13. Lauren Cheng, product manager for Messenger Kids, said parents are increasingly allowing their children to use tablets and smartphones, but often have questions and concerns about how their kids use them and which apps are appropriate. If two children want to be friends on Messenger Kids, that friendship has to be approved by a parent for each child. Once confirmed to be safe, friends can do live video chat and send pictures and texts to each other. There will also be a library of kid-appropriate and and specially chosen gifts, frames, stickers, masks, and drawing tools that lets them decorate content and express their personalities. Approved adults can also contact children through the app, but they will still get their messages through the normal Facebook Messenger app. Messenger kids will, of course, collect data, the child's name, the content of the messages, and um, typical usage reports for how the app is used. Facebook will share that information with third parties, which must have data protection policies that comply with COPA, the Children's Online Privacy Protection Act in the U.S. Facebook has promised the data will not be used in any way to power grown-up Facebook. That's important. The obvious commercial benefit to this new app might be to target ads to parents based on what their kids are talking about or use what was discussed in Messenger Kids to target ads, at te- target ads at teens as they graduate into over 13 Facebook. Neither of these things will happen, Facebook said. That, the app doesn't know specifically how old the children signing up are, so users will not be prompted to move onto Facebook when they're old enough. If a child does decide to join full Facebook, it will be a brand new account with no data carried over from what was said on Messenger Kids. As, a, as YouTube found out when videos with disturbing content found their way onto YouTube kids, trying to make a child's safe space is difficult. A minority of people will always be looking for ways to get around protections. 
Messenger Kids is initially available in the U.S. on iOS and will later come to other platforms. Wow. <sighs> I don't have kids, but I'll tell you, this seems sort of scary territory for me. One, I want Messenger Kids because it sounds like then I'm not going to have to deal with all the ads. <laughs> What's to stop me from signing up? You need parental consent. Ah, uh, Dad? Well, I, I was thinking as I was even saying that, what if it's siblings? Does it have to be separate parents that allow children? I think it's got to be just a password protection or something like that. So again, what yeah. would stop me from signing up, right? You, you probably, you probably as a parent, I'm guessing, would have to like sign some sort of a waiver or, or you know, scroll past the thing that you don't actually read and then click a box that says, yes, I'm the authorized guardian. Mm. Something like that. But yeah. as a, Okay, so my kids are getting into messaging apps. Right. And so I have spent hours upon hours searching, researching messenger apps. I'm looking for something that is going to have as minimal footprint on my kids as possible because right. I don't want them becoming a marketing gimmick. Mm -hmm. And I mean, I was listening, we were talking about podcasts, I think it was last week. Yeah. Uh, and, I and I did listen to one podcast uh, about a month, month and a half ago about Facebook's tracking algorithms their ai is so advanced that the creators of the ai for facebook no longer understand what it does because it's surpassed their programming abilities with fifty-seven thousand categories like if this is what facebook does for the adult version and they're saying yes we're going to collect all this information with the kids chat but don't worry we're not going to use yeah i've just about said a bad word i don't believe it uh, yeah. i don't believe it there's like there's what, what if it comes else. to uuids unique yeah. user id so maybe you don't it doesn't transfer the data from the kids facebook messenger to the adult but are you still going to recognize the the unique user id mm -hmm. is there still going to be device recognition to go oh so we're not tracking it but we also know that this profile was created on that phone and that phone now has an adult count and Oh, look at that. These two columns intersect. They've got the same name. Hey, guess what? We've now got to throw in all these categories. Yeah, I think what's hard, too, is that we look at Facebook, and they do not give anything away for free. No. It's a free service, I, I, but data nope. is a currency. Mm -hmm. I, I am not on board with this. I, I'm sorry, Zuckerberg. Don't <laughs> trust you as far as I can throw you. I don't buy it. My kids will not use this. It's a hard thing, because when we were kids, we'd pick up the phone, and we'd make yeah. a call. These days, messaging applications, FaceTime, things like that, are what kids are using to communicate. Texting yeah. is a big one. Um, when we were kids, our parents could hear one side of the conversation. So at least there was a little bit of a, oh, what, is, what are they talking about? Kind mm -hmm. of like censorship from the parents kind of thing going on. Oh, you, you know, you've got to wrap up the call. Where nowadays, it's so intimate between the two kids that you don't really know what's going on right. um it doesn't mention anything really about parents being able to monitor that would be ideal if yeah. if there was like sort of you could gift your child like a segment like a kid segment of your account in that they can communicate with their friends mm -hmm. and you oversee and make sure that everything that's going on is appropriate right and not scary that would yeah. be okay with me yeah i would be okay with mom and dad being big brother yeah not but Facebook not just like random brother, third yeah. parties yeah i don't know i don't like it okay sasha yeah you know how much i don't want your grandma to be replaced by that gordon ramsay robot kitchen yeah i would rather see your grandma replaced by the gordon ramsay robot kitchen than let my kids use facebook messenger app I agree. That's I, how passionate I am about this. The other I can thing, okay, tell. Facebook, okay, Facebook. I've never gotten this fired on this side of my face. Yeah, I'm sorry about that. But okay, here's the here's the one thing that Facebook didn't talk about. All the, they've got set, uh, 27 different ad trackers that are built into various websites. So how is that data going to interact with the kids' messaging app if they're using it on a phone? There was nothing in the article about that saying we're not going to use the web ad trackers and how it's going to relate to the kids' messenger app. I think there's too many facets to this. This is a conversation that is going to go on for a while. I'm sorry. I'm just, sure. I'm like... <sighs> Comment below, folks. It, Let us know your thoughts. We'd love to hear them. Yeah, we it's need, a big topic. We need all your questions, comments, thoughts, and concerns on this one. We know Jeff's. We now need to know yours. <laughs> <laughs> that heavy panting into the microphone. <laughs> you know, at least I've got one supporter. I noticed on the little chat ticker box, the foo's like, Jeff's nailed it. So I've got yeah. one fan in I, a globe of 8 billion people. No, I agree. I agree. 
I just, but I, I don't have kids, yeah. so I don't agree as passionately as you agree. He's very yes. passionate, and uh, as the producer of the show, I am very thankful once again for our compressors. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. I would like to thank Roy W. Nash and our community of viewers for submitting stories to us this week. Thanks for watching the Category 5.TV newsroom. Don't forget to like and subscribe for all your tech news with a slight Linux bias. And for more free content, be sure to check out our website. From the Category 5.TV newsroom, I'm Sasha Rickman. Thank you, Sasha. This is Category 5 Technology TV. Welcome to the show. If this is your first time here, hey, check out our website. It's Category5.tv. We'd love to have you as a part of our community. This is a free show available for you to watch on demand, on cable TV, on Roku, on Plex, on Kodi. But what we also do is we distribute the old episodes for you. If you want to download old, old seasons, you can actually download the BitTorrent files and you'll be able to download the entire season. Seasons of Category 5 TV. Now, this episode is 5.33. Yes, 5.33. 5.33, season 11. So there's a lot of old episodes, and not even old episodes, I say old, but past episodes that you can enjoy if you like what you see here on Category 5 TV. We'd love to have you as a part of it. Um, so if, yeah, if you're watching this one as your first, there's 532 others. <laughs> Just like that. Good math. Essentially, yeah. you know, we average about an hour or so per episode. So 500, and I love that it's easy math. Yep. 532 hours. How many hours are in a week? V viewing pleasure. Because that's when we'll see you again. <laughs> <laughs> And we look forward to it. Next week is going to be a lot of fun. We've got more great products to review. And uh, we're going to be checking out a, a brand new camera next week as well. We're going to be showing you how Category 5 looks behind uh, a 4K camera. Oh. So you don't want to miss it. Yes. We'll see you next week. Take care. Bye. Bye.